Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Do you want to grow your business bigger and faster? A free audit of your Amazon business can help you see and avoid threats and find missed opportunities. I generally charge $150 or more per hour, but this would be free. You can be a reseller or a brand owner. All I ask is that you're doing a few thousand dollars a month in sales already. Just visit myamazonaudit.com, scroll down, click on Amazon Audit and book in a time. That's M-Y-A-M-A-Z-O-N-A-U-D-I-T.com. Look forward to speaking to you on your audit. Good evening. I am here to talk to you about my fight with the idea of social media marketing and whether that's actually a good thing or not and how to make sense of it. So a couple of thoughts. First of all, there is a famous saying, if you can't see the product, you're the product. Okay. It's a brutal saying, but I think it's true in social media, particularly you're the product. What does that mean? It means that, first of all, Facebook doesn't make its money by giving giving you or me free services like being able to connect with our friends or using PMs, private messages. Neither does Twitter, neither does YouTube, neither does Google, for that matter, enable you to find information. That's not how they make their money. It's the opposite. We are the product. We are what social media and indeed search engines market to other people. So they get us engaged. And then they sell that. I was going to say they sell the data. That's a bit too direct. But what they do is sell a very targeted advertising to opportunities to advertisers, to publishers, right? So we've all seen the, the ads everywhere all the time, particularly YouTube having an inventory is getting very, very full. Every single video I watch has at least one ad in front of it, maybe two. Didn't used to be that way. Facebook's getting more advertising driven in its its feed. Amazon's going the same way. By the way, if you're an Amazon seller, you, you know that Amazon's getting more and more full of sponsored listings, right? So the first thing to say about social media generally is to recognize that if you are creating content, you're perceived by the engine, social media marketing engine, as just part of the glue, the part of the machine that keeps it spinning, that keeps other people engaged. And so that's what they want out of it. They, they are not there to serve you. So you got to be very clear about what you're engaged in. Okay? Social media has this kind of promise on the hill, like so many things, like the, the gold rush back in 1849 in, in California, all the way through to Amazon FBA, Google private blog networks, cryptocurrency, whatever it is, the, the promise of fame or wealth a disproportionately large result for your work. That's fine. The same thing, by the way, is applied to hundreds of years to people who want to be published authors, at least for a couple of hundred years. Most published authors make nothing. A small percentage make a few thousand dollars or pounds a year or euros, and then like a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage make good money. Same is probably true for YouTube stars. And I don't know about cryptocurrency. I can't comment on that. But that is something we need to be aware of, the promise and the reality. Now, I seem to veer between, in my personal relationship between with social media, between a couple of things. I'm talking about as a creator now, not as a consumer, although that's another topic altogether. 
as a creator, I seem to veer between really going for it and then getting disappointed in clap results and then being back to the feeling that, but I'm missing out on the contact. And I had some clients and some work came through it every so often. And therefore I'm back to trying to create something. Now, let me just add a broader thing into the mix. So social media, let's add to social media podcast, which is more what I'm good at, I think, and what I'm set up for. I even got the microphone here and Google SEO is not the same. So I'll leave that to one side, but even that has elements that are similar. So I'll include podcasts. And what do I mean? So if you're creating content, organic content, I'm talking about organic social media marketing, and you are hoping to get something out of it, if you're doing it as a, a part of your business or freelance work, let's have a payoff. How good is the payoff? Wow. That's so hard to measure sometimes. So here's my latest hack. I think this, I think I need to have brand awareness. There's no like and trust. So do people even know I exist? And that's something you've got to keep, keep working on. Do people like me? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Some people seem to like me enough to want to work with me, but they will gradually gather that over time. That's more quick. I guess that could be engineered and good coming across the right way or being a certain kind of person that resonates with the target market. And then trust, I think is harder to build. That means you've got to be a credible person. You've got to show expertise and you've got to keep showing up and people got to keep absorbing that. I think that's where consistency comes in. None of which, by the way, is moving any further through the marketing funnel than the top of the funnel, right? Where you're getting brand awareness, if you will, and brand connection. The next level is to actually try and capture a lead so you can nurture it. So you get them into email marketing sequence or something like that. I must say that podcasts, unlike the other social media channels out there, in my personal experience, are good for nurturing relationships rather than just, you know, appearing and then being forgotten. And, and there is a different level of forgettability in different media. So I do like podcasts for that reason. I think when people hear your voice, they really connect to you. So my latest hack. <laughs> I am trying to be a multimedia guy in one go. Now, I'm not saying this is wise, and it's probably going to meet a sort of sticky end at some point. I'm going to have to focus properly on one medium or another. But here's my latest hack for what it's worth. And I think this is important for all businesses. It doesn't matter just coaches or consultants, but also for e-commerce businesses that are trying to think about getting brand awareness, but not wasting their money and energy and getting return on their activities. So here's what I'm going to be doing. My latest hack is this, basically do what I'm doing now. So I'm going to live stream. So I'm using Zoom. My tech stack helps, right? I'm going to use Zoom, which I love because I can control the background and I control, you know, how good my appearance is. So if I, if I change, touch up my appearance, you can see already there's quite a big difference. If I touch it up to the max, it takes 10 years off me. So I love that. I love the fact that it's got civilized background that you can control well. And it's generally a really reliable. So I love Zoom. I've connected that with Restream. Restream is now Zooming to LinkedIn and YouTube. Why do I love YouTube and LinkedIn? LinkedIn is great for business to business work, which is what I'm doing. If you're in the business to consumer world of, you know, typical e-commerce, then uh, direct to consumer of some description, you're going to probably want to be obsessing about TikTok because everyone seems to be obsessed with TikTok now. By the way, if your consumer target consumer is female and, you know, in their mid twenties or younger, Fantastic. 
if they're men uh, of a certain age like me, I don't use TikTok at all. So it's not great for everything, but just saying. So for me, I have my favorites, LinkedIn. YouTube, I usually YouTube a lot. I feel like it, it's connected into the Google algorithm and generally I kind of trust it to be a sort of place that, that gives me leads because I have experience that people give me leads through YouTube podcasts and blog posts over the years. And this is for B2B consulting, maybe different channels for you if you're direct to consumer, but whatever you find the channels that you feel work. So I've connected, so I've got zoom. I'm recording on Zoom on my local computer, which is free. So I'm being as lean and mean as possible and as cheap as possible. I could record directly to Zoom itself, whatever, on the cloud there. Then I've got Restream, which connected me to LinkedIn and YouTube. So what that means is I can create content, which I can use as a podcast. I'll talk about my workflow for that in a second. It's going straight on LinkedIn. So that's a post right there. So I'm not going to mess with that any further. It's going straight on YouTube. And that's a post, that's a, a bit of content right there. And I'm not going to go any further with that, really. I could do some SEO work on YouTube. I probably should. Never been great at YouTube SEO. So I'm not going to over-focus on that because my results tell me that most of the results come from the podcast consistently over years. So the podcast gets a bit more treatment. If you really want to reverse engineer what I'm doing, basically, I, I use a, a thing called Descript, which is a pretty sophisticated a mechanism that will transcribe automatically the, the voice for you and you can edit together video and you can export video and you can export audio as well. Now for these simpler kinds of podcasts that are more social media centered, um, I'm basically going to do very little with it, but I'm going to use my virtual assistant. He's been working with me for years now. And, and before that I had a dedicated podcast freelance editor that I found on Fiverr and got him to edit the podcast together. Trust me on this. If you're going to do much video editing or audio editing, you do not want to be spending much time doing it yourself. Yes, yourself a bit of money, but if you're going to produce enough content to make any impact in a busy world where it's throwaway content and it will appear in people's feed and they look at it and maybe they listen and maybe they watch and maybe they interact, maybe they don't, but it's gone and you got to keep creating it. And guess what? You are going to need to mass produce it. And if you're trying to edit yourself, I trust me on this, you're going to go crazy. I've a couple of times in my career got rid of podcast editors and, and video editors because I wanted to save money. One was when going into the pandemic and the other was recently when I wanted to run lean and mean because my wife and I are putting money together and uh, going to make a big acquisition soon. So guess what? I, I pretty much instantly rehired somebody because uh, it's terrible. So don't do your own editing, my strong advice. So that's outsourced. Then the next thing I'm going to be doing is creating shorts, which is pretty easy to do with something like Descript. There's probably some other program out there that does it better. There may be some AI for all I know right now. And then that's going to be turned into TikTok ads. And by the way, caveat, I haven't done this yet, but it's been strongly advised to me by Charlie Valher. Shout out to him of Valer Media, who's an expert, total expert in modern contemporary business like podcasting, right? Charlie Valher, Valher Media. Brilliant guy, typical straight up Aussie, but really humble as well. So amazing guy, shout out to Charlie. So that's the next step for me. And really that's it. So that's my social media main content is going to be a, an offshoot of my podcasting because I found podcasting to work really, really well for me over the years, because people connect to me more personally through the podcast. They, they build no like and critical trust and rapport because listening to somebody for 20, 30 minutes is something you can't get very easily on other channels. I mean, YouTube, 
you're lucky somebody watches five minutes of a video and it has to have sort of ADHD level of, of engagement. No, no offense to anyone ADHD out there, but you know, you have to assume that the attention spans are incredibly short now. Whereas with podcasts, there's still a bit more of a tradition of listening for a bit longer. Now, let me back off this a minute and say, this is an example of my approach to sort of social media stack. And I'm including podcasts as a kind of quasi social media like thing because it's content based, it's organic marketing. It appears and disappears. So it has most of the same characteristics, although it, it has a special characteristic, in my opinion, in my experience, being much more engagement. Still, other people may say that about YouTube for them or LinkedIn. Some people love particular platforms. However, so I'm not saying, should you go out and start a podcast? No, not what I'm saying. Maybe it worked for you. Maybe not. I'm not saying start a YouTube channel or a LinkedIn barrage if you're B2B or a TikTok sort of barrage of videos if you're D2C, et cetera. What I'm saying is you got to find a path between the time it takes to do something, a level of quality that cuts through the noise versus the reality of how valuable it's really going to be and you know, the appropriate level of time, money, and energy to put into it. Because this is top of funnel stuff, right? Brand awareness, uh, no like, and then trust. You've got to get through the middle of any marketing funnel. And even if you sell on Amazon, you still have a marketing funnel. It's just you don't see most of it and Amazon does the work for you, right? So then you've got to go to think about how do I engage people you know, in the lead nurture? So lead capture, lead nurture, middle of funnel stuff. So emails are still fantastic for that. Podcasts are great for that, but it's better to have both. So you can engage somebody as you get them as a podcast subscriber. I would almost count that as middle of funnel. If they're a YouTube subscriber, maybe they're really, really engaged with your content. Depends on your metrics for engagement. I'm not very good at that. So I, I'm not going to tell you how to do that. But the point is some really engaged nurturing form. Emails are still trust. Their ROI and email marketing is still very, very good. So capturing an email is a solid basis for that. People used to fuss about chatbots. That's kind of gone by, you know, out of the window now. There will be other things. There'll be LinkedIn chatbots of some description. And by the way, I'm, I've got some people working for me right now doing some lead nurture using LinkedIn, but that's more of a cold outreach. There's a different strategy, right? This is more about generating inbound traffic, really. And then, of course, you've got your bottom of funnel. So you got if you're business to business, maybe you get on a phone call with somebody or a Zoom call, or you go meet them in person, God forbid. Still happens occasionally. I still do that if I can. And then, or it's a, a purchase if it's a direct to consumer site, e commerce type thing. So you got to be really, really careful. Here's my, my main learning from all this over the years. Spending too much time on top of funnel, whilst you've got to do it, it, it is dangerous because you're not getting paid very quickly there. Where you're going to get paid is making sure you nurture leads. You go back to people, you get the conversion rates going. So if you've got a, a Shopify site, you get your product detail page uh, optimized for conversion. You think about the funnel, how people appear there, you know, what, what it is they're doing when they get to your web pages, you know, what path you want to take. And that sort of thing. And I'm really, really optimized for conversions. If you've got a, an Amazon listing or listings, it's easy. You optimize up for conversion before you do anything else. So start the work at the bottom of the funnel. Don't obsess about social media. And you can always spend an infinite amount of time on it. And you're mostly there to feed somebody else's algorithm. 
Okay, so be really, really wary of that. You've got to be on it probably, but you've got to spend an appropriate amount of time on it and you've got to find a workflow that is proportionate to the value that it gives you. Now, if you're a YouTube star, you know 10 times better than me, 100 times better than me how to do that. I should learn from you. But if you're not going to be monetizing it directly, then you really have to be mindful how you use it. So don't just blast out a ton of time and energy into social media, especially money that you should be putting into converting more people into buying your products. Lecture over. So last thing to say is this, that TikTok ads thing, or generally ads for podcasts specifically, is a subset of a general theme, which that Charlie Valles, the expert who's guided me on this, which is that any any organically driven marketing system out there becomes pay to play. So even Amazon's like, I say even Amazon, because it's been like a sort of mantra that you put your products on Amazon, you optimize the conversion and you spend a little bit of money on ads and then that's it. Well, guess what? Amazon's discovered that the best way to make money on Amazon is to treat it like every other platform out there, which is to monetize it through ads, even though they sell physical products. It turns out that's not so profitable for them as other things because they have to fulfill the products every time and you've got to ship products around the world. That's a I've got a very high direct cost to it, whereas ads hasn't really got much direct cost to ads. Amazon, not in financial terms. Obviously, there's a an attention of the customers or the consumers, the browsers, the shoppers, and there's a trust factor. And Google has the same thing. So Google has to monetize through ads, but they if they have too many ads relative to organic results, there's a trust factor. So there's a balance there. Same with Facebook. If all you see is ads and you do, don't see your friends post, then you don't like it. If all you see on YouTube is ads all the time and you don't get to see your favorite TV programs being ripped off or excerpts of that, then you know, you get the idea. So there's always a balance to be struck, but the balance is always being pushed because it's such an incredible financial, not just incentive, but, but pressure on these publicly listed companies to show, you know, profits, particularly in these straightened times. And so they have to, you know, and they show revenue, even if not profits, or most of which is ad driven. And a lot of it is for Amazon as well. All of which is to say it's becoming pay to play. So be realistic about that and be willing, even if you're going to do organic stuff to back it up with some paid ads. And again, your platform of choice is going to depend on what works for you because I'm particularly targeting in, in the B2B consulting work that I do as amazing FBA. And it's basically just me, by the way, I'm not trying to create some big consultancy here. If you work with me, you get me, by the way. So I'm trying to target Amazon sellers and e-commerce sellers, and they're obsessed with making it work on TikTok. So Charlie's advice, and he's the expert in podcasts, is TikTok ads, possibly Instagram, right? You may be selling to 25 to 30-year-old girls slash women, I should say, and Sorry, 25 year olds are obviously women, but I mean, you know, girls from 10 to, to women up to 25, for example, if that's your target demographic, again, it might be TikTok for you. You may find YouTube works amazingly for you. You might find Google text ads are still the thing for you. There will be different channels and you've got to experiment sometimes. But the point I'm making is really a generic point, which is that you've got to have paid ads backing up your social content. And what Charlie's advised me to do with the podcast is quite interesting. Don't know if it translates that much to other areas directly, but using ads to drive to a longer form piece of organic content, in this case, TikTok ads going or Instagram ads going to podcast, either audio podcast or a video format in YouTube. I'm going to experiment with both. But the point is that mix is 
more realistic that you're actually going to get some actual visibility if you want brand awareness. And if you really want brand awareness, you're going to have to pay for it. But once again, the bit of your marketing funnel that pays for all the fluffier stuff, which has to be there, but is not as measurable and is, is harder to you know justify and it takes longer to get you paid. All of that is driven by when people make a sale and then people follow up if you're smart. You follow up with them and upsell, downsell, cross-sell, and sell them a bunch of stuff and nurture your customers. Never mind nurturing your leads. Never mind new leads. Never mind brand awareness. Brand awareness is critical, which is why I'm making this video for you. I don't know who you are or audio if you're listening on podcast. Never met you. I have no statistics to tell me that you're ever going to buy anything from me. So that's kind of a risk for me, but it's got to be done. I want to build a goodwill and authority and trust in the marketplace. But... The thing that is easy to neglect is, is really just making sure you nurture existing customers, not even leads. And I, I continuously neglect that. So I, before I spend too much of my life doing what I'm doing now, I need to go back and I've got literally got a meeting tomorrow with a mastermind who are some of my best clients. And I need to see what other needs they have and sell them more services. And by the way, not just to make me more money, although obviously that's important as a business like approach, but to help them. They probably have needs I'm not fulfilling and that I'm neglecting that they're probably neglecting. And if I can fulfill them or connect them uh, to somebody who can fulfill them, sometimes that can be monetized as well, sometimes not. But either which way, I'm, I'm helping them by focusing on their needs. So I guess what I'm saying is this is about getting your social media and other brand awareness things done without neglecting what's actually building the money in your business, the bottom of your funnel, which is not just getting a sale. And if you're on Amazon, I can understand why you focus on that. But even if you sell on Amazon, you can do lead capture and, and lead nurture through emails and you can still cross sell and upsell and have a longer term, you know, life to customer value. But for everybody else, if you've got your own direct to consumer site, you've got a consultancy of some kind, whatever it is, uh, an agency, then you really, really, really need to focus on nurturing your customers. And only then worry about getting new customers, actually people who are selling you money. And then you need to make sure you're nurturing your leads and, and emails. You probably got a bunch of emails there. And if you're an e-commerce marketer, particularly for Amazon focused, I will put money on the fact that if you've been in the game for a while, you've got thousands of leads you don't really do anything with. Well, guess what? That's where the money is. And then only then will I suggest you start worrying about social media and podcasting and stuff like that. So. An interesting social media post, hopefully, about the fact that you shouldn't spend your life on social media, but you've got to find a, a way of doing it. We'll see if this way works. I think what I've done is I've created a length of content as usual, which is about right for a podcast and is hopelessly too long for a LinkedIn post or YouTube. So this is going to be the pleasure of my poor editor to break this into two or three usable parts and repost it on, on LinkedIn and YouTube and possibly other places. So... Given that I'm paying for that, I'm going to stop here. Thank you very much for listening. I hope that's been of use to you. This has been Michael Vesey from Amazing FBA. I haven't put my logo and branding all over the place here, but I should have done, shouldn't I? But anyway, that's still who I am. And thanks for listening. Do you want to grow your Amazon business bigger or faster? I bet you do. If so, a free audit of your Amazon business can help you see and avoid threats and find some golden missed opportunities. Generally, I charge at least $150 an hour these days for my time, but this is free. 
you can be a reseller or a brand owner. All I ask is that you're doing at least a few thousand dollars a month in sales. If you are, just go to myamazonaudits.com, scroll down, click on Amazon Audit and book in a time and we'll see each other on a Zoom call. That's M-Y-A-M-A-Z or Z-O-N-A-U-D-I-T dot com. Thank you very much for listening and I hope to see you on a call soon. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.